series on on prayer, and this is kind of one of those things that I l always think are so valuable in, in our series are to be able to um, to hear from a group. One of the things I most wrestle with is in this sort of context of of church and church expression of church is that it very rarely allows for you know sort of dialogue and and being able to you know connect with multiple people so these sorts of things I think are are a wonderful way to at least hear a bit of one another's story and then in doing so really be be hopefully encouraged I chose these three because they are absolute masters of prayer brilliant in every way um, you know just constantly go to you <laughs> and you're like really I kind of know some of them what yeah no just kidding I chose these three um, just because I really think um, well I not just because I think they really have something to offer I think they have something in their journey that will speak to you in your journey something that hopefully their their ordinariness their strengths their weaknesses their the things that they really really can celebrate in their life of prayer will be things that you can really celebrate in your life of prayer and the things that they find difficult and journey um, through will be things that I think like Phil said you know that, that you, knowing you're not alone is is really kind of a deal you know it changes everything doesn't it you know and so I'm going to pray for them, and then we're going to get going. So, Father, I thank you so much for, for Craig. I thank you for Grace, and I thank you for Lexi. God, I thank you for their journey with you, that in their average, ordinary lives, with all of, all of that encompasses, God, I thank you that through it, as it's woven through, there is this, there is this life of prayer, this real life of prayer. And as they share, God, would you draw us in to, to a, a deeper, more authentic, beautiful life of prayer as well. Amen. So at the end, if we've got time, which I think we will because we're running beautifully on schedule, um, we're just going to have an opportunity for, for um, some response. And, and knowing that the pictures and words that were given over that time really do, um, would really warrant, if, if those are for you, you're going to have a few minutes to talk your way out of it. <laughs> you have about half an hour to talk your way out of Oh, that, that wasn't really me. Um, but don't listen to that and respond when we have it. And just tap someone on the shoulder. It's not going to be anything up the front here because um, it doesn't have to be. So over coffee, just ask someone to, to pray with you over that. But, but certainly, um, yeah, don't, don't leave this morning not having just allowed someone to bless what God has already doing in your life. All right. So why don't you three um, start? We'll start at the far end, maybe, Craig. And why don't you share something about you that might surprise us all? Oh, thanks, Lyndon. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, don't uh, worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have half an hour to talk my way out of this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great question. I have bungee jumped three times, and I oh. think that's like my, my claim to fame. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. I like it. So Craig, Craig, um, and husband of Oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, not yeah. Like no, 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 like as well. No, no, no. Okay. We're not surprised by that. But think, maybe uh, just introduce yourself well, as well. I'm married to Tam over there and um we've got three little blessings and um <laughs> the latest. So it was a good morning, was it? Yeah. yeah good morning and full of good spirits and, and yeah, we just had our first uh, Kiwi baby six weeks ago. So Wonderful. you know so. 
with Wonderful. A yeah, he's uh, in the all-black shirt and Dan's still <laughs> in a springbok shirt. But yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? One foot's in each camp. That's it. So as you can tell, um, Craig is from South Africa. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, little bit of an accent. Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful, Grace. Hi, I am Grace, and mum of three kids. Um, and my husband helps out with a youth group. I have grown up in this area for the wider kind of Walkworth Snells Beach area for all my life. And my claim to fame. I don't have one, obviously, otherwise you would all have known me <laughs> if I was famous. I just like to keep it on the down low that I'm actually a movie star. Wonderful. No. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, no, no. Your turn, Lexi. <laughs> Hello? Oh, is it on? Oh, it's on. Um, hi, I'm Lexi. Um, I am the wife of Adam, and I have three beautiful children as well. They're a bit bigger now. Um, so... My claim to fame is that I'm actually a Westie Bogan undercover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Grew up, nice. grew up on the west side, and uh, nice. yeah, yeah. I have my lowered HQ Holden at home. And, uh, yeah. Any tattoos? No, 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 no. no. Don't answer. Don't answer that. No, no. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's get into what we're talking about. So I gave these guys. Just a whole bunch of questions earlier on in the week and just sort of some big open-ended sort of things about prayer, things to think about. And just, just ask them to go through some of them. You know, last week we heard from Fran. Unfortunately, we had an issue with um, our recording, so she's going to try to re-record that and we'll upload it. But talking about um, the idea, or not the idea, the practice of prayer called lament. That I, There's things when, when everything goes wrong, and, and nothing is, seems to be working out, we still come to God in lament and prayer and, and, and the idea of unanswered prayer and what that looks like. And I, sort of one of the areas that we talked about is, you know, for you guys in your own experience with prayer, have you had any of those kind of like amazing, un, you know, those times when you pray and almost seems instantly the answer has come? Has that been anyone's experience in, in any of those? Like any, anything? Yes, I... I have often found like just little things uh, sometimes that I think are insignificant that I sometimes haven't even spoken the words out uh, that uh, a prayer, an answer will come for that situation, a need uh, in the most interesting and um, surprising ways. And there's a verse in the Bible that says, the steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their life. And uh, one thing that has so encouraged me in my prayer life is seeing God answer those prayers that I feel like are not that important to him. Uh, and they do matter to him. Wonderful. And how about the, the other side of the coin in that? Have, have either of you, without having to share you know, the de necessarily the full details, have, have, either, have any of you... Um, really live that lifelong wrestling with a situation or a circumstance or something that you've been praying for, maybe even a bit like what Heather was talking about today, where, where it just feels like the answer is really slow in coming. Have, have you had any of those experiences? Yeah, I think for me, with regards to kind of unanswered or, or slow answering prayer, um, I think definitely experienced that 
um, in terms of just, you know, that almost like what Lyndon spoke about a couple of weeks back where you just knock and knock and knock. Um, so, yeah, I think there's been times in, in my life and things that, you know, we're still praying for and um, that you just don't necessarily hear back on straight away or it's not, you know, answered as quickly as that. Um, and I think it's to to see what, or you know, I think what I've learned or tried to learn is that to see what God's doing in that season of, of waiting or asking. Um, and maybe it is taking something away from me or taking something away to to grow me or to mature me, you know, for whatever it is that he might be doing in me. And I think it's just trying to get to understanding that maturity and, you know, reasoning behind what God is doing and why he's doing it. Um, I think in my, probably my immature, when I was still on milk as a early believer, you kind of read these verses like, oh, ask anything and you'll receive it. And I think without context, those can be kind of dangerous um, in terms of just throwing them out there. So I think it's through, you know, some of those things and some of those seasons where, where God does some of his, his finest work in the fire. Yeah, you mentioned seasons. Like, Lexi, have you found, how have you found um, your prayer, your practice, your, your outworking of prayer, have you found that, that it has changed as seasons through as you go? Or what, is that, what does that look like for you? Yeah, um... I think, um, like you were saying, as we as we grow and mature, things change. Um, and one thing I've learned is that my uh, my image of God is is been really important in how and uh, in how I pray. Um, and as I've um, learned and grown, um, that image of God has changed. Um, I think we've got. Well, I know we all have a way of believing. Um, that is made up of, you know, everything that makes us who we are, our experiences, our um, our upbringings, our culture, our community, everything. Uh, we don't just think the way that we think. Um, it's, it's an amalgamation of a lot of stuff. And so my, my way of thinking and believing about God was, um, when I was thinking about it, I thought it was kind of, well, the picture that came to me was kind of like a vending machine. Um, you know, those those beautiful glassy vending machines with all these treats on the inside um, but you've got to have the right change to put in otherwise you just sit on the outside looking at the treats um, feeling you know hungry um, and I think that was that was very much my um, my my image of God is I had to do the right things um, so I'd get the right money to be able to get the right treats and it was very transactional and very black and white um, and I'm really, really glad that that has changed now. Um, so, so yeah, I, I guess um, um, one of the biggest, the biggest, um, I think, shifts in my mind was um, that uh, um, you know how um, I think the beauty of salvation is not that we have invited Jesus into our hearts, but that. Um, that we have been invited into his um, and that, that shift for me was huge and that God is actually a good God and I might not have all of the answers and I certainly have more questions now than I ever have and that's okay um, um, and so my, my prayer has gone I think from this feeling of shame because I'm obviously not doing enough so I don't have the right money to put in the machine um, 
to this freedom of um, being with rather than uh, having to do, um, I think. And that's, yeah, been very beautiful for me anyway. Cool. And so on a, on a um, sort of practical level, on a day-to-day -day level, what does that look like? That, what does the change look like in, in prayer? You know, um, obviously in the beginning you may, be, may or may not have been like, um, you know, the, up before dawn. Up before dawn, yeah. that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Um, so uh, a lot of the learning I've been doing lately is around, it's called contemplative prayer, um, which is, you know, how you have the, the prayer where you're requesting something from God or you're listening for an answer. Um, the closest thing I can think of is, um, is you know that word abide in the Bible, which is, um, I think it's John 15, talks about the vine and the branches and we're asked to abide in him so it, it's kind of um for me it's it's sitting with rather than um doing because I'm I'm a very good doer I like to do things and I like to you know um probably has a lot to do with control but anyway um <laughs> so save it for the counseling room yeah mate. yeah yeah no. <laughs> um so yeah, so uh, uh, sitting with and uh, and often in silence and um, and often it's around clearing out the clutter of my mind. Um, uh, yeah, uh, whether it's you know you know how we just have these thoughts and we get on a roll and okay. it'll be anxiety or it'll be you know what ifs or any, anyway it's it's slowing down. Um, and this this uh, there's lots of different ways of contemplative prayer. Um, but it's a practice that's been in the church for thousands of years. Um, I think there was probably a lot of not so great teaching around, you know, if you clear your mind, a demon might come in or something like that. Um, a little while ago in our church, uh, not in this church, of course, but uh, of course not. Of course not. Um, but, you know, the, a lot of fear-based things. But it, it's really around slowing myself down, stepping back, pausing and breathing, and, um, and, and finding God in that moment, in, in the moment, in the present moment. Um, and and what does that mean for me? And well, not even that. It's it's kind of trying to. I I you know I think before when I went to God I always had an agenda. Um, I want this or I want this to be fixed or I I want the right car park or whatever. But it, it's it's about being with abiding in um, rather than yeah. Wonderful. And so um, for you, um, Grace, how have you found like Lexi talking about? You know, being still contemplative, quiet, you know, mum of three kids, um, wife, yep. all the other things going on. Um, how have you found like sort of the rhythm of of prayer in the midst of the season that you're in? And has that season changed? You know, like what does it look like between you say now as opposed yep. to maybe what it was before? So I remember quite distinctly um, when I was at Bible college and then on to uni and as a young adult before having kids, I remember. Uh, the opportunities to sit and especially in the morning I'd love to get up and just go out get, um, get my Bible make a cup of tea my journal and just sit for the first little part of the day and really enjoy hanging out with God and writing something or reading something just praying just like you would with a friend when you go out for a coffee uh, and then I had kids and that all changed <laughs> and and it's funny because I still journal but um, in my journal I have scribbles all over it I have ripped pages I have kids sticky fingerprints and life is very different I've got one um, 14 month old and he wakes me up in the morning 
and we go out into the lounge and it's not quiet and it's not still and it's not uh, it's I feel like uh, I can't take that time to just sit and be with God in the way that I used to but in saying that uh, God is still there in the midst of that and um, I have this verse that I'd love to share that has been a real encouragement to me similar to what Lexi was saying about just hanging out with God uh, it's from Psalms 27 verse 8 it, uh, it says my heart has heard you say come and talk with me and my heart responds Lord I am coming and I've been so encouraged by that that God's invitation is there and I, I thought if I was to catchphrase that or hashtag that verse, I would call it intimate invitation. That in the midst of my busyness and my brain even is in a different realm of, it, it, I even can't really sit still and think for very long because I'm thinking about the dishes or the washing or the this or that because my life is like that. It's full of chopping and changing and picking up and multitasking. So I'm not very good at sitting still at the moment. But You're doing well now. <laughs> yeah, I know, this yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And nobody's interrupting me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I just did, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's all right, I'm used to it. But in the midst of that that tricky season of not of almost feeling a little bit of a loss of oh, I just so long for that time just by myself to be able to just spend with God. But actually God's saying, No, you you are with me in these seasons. And when you've got that little one on your knee scribbling on your journal or almost trying to rip the pages of your Bible, you know, it's okay because I'm with you in that. Mm. And I've also, um, re- I've also been challenged just recently. I felt God say, in those times when you do have downtime, when you're waiting, what are you doing in that time? Uh, because there's times when I might be feeding him or trying to get him to sleep and I'm, I'm in a in a waiting period where I can't do any other jobs, I can't do anything else. And sometimes I would go on my phone and be like, oh, just send an email. Oh, just send that message. Go on Facebook. And then I'd spend that time uh, entertaining myself or ticking the box of doing a job. And I thought, hold on, maybe I could spend this time with God because I would complain, oh God, I have no time to myself. And so just recently I've started leaving those things at the door when I go to put my son to sleep or, or whatever the waiting time is. It might be in the car even, and just uh, stealing that time away to say, I can be with you, God, in this moment for five minutes before another child interrupts me or the baby wakes up again. And I've actually found such a joy in those little um, snippets of time. And I've felt so fulfilled, almost like God's like, yes, I was there. I was there. You just were a bit distracted. Uh, and I'm so eager to come and talk with you. Uh, so that's how I feel like my season has changed uh, and I've been so encouraged that actually no matter what the season is, no matter how you're feeling, God is eager to meet with you, to abide with you, to be with you uh, like a, a great friend would. Wonderful. How about you, Craig? I mean, Lexi started talking about her. Um, one of the things that she's had as far as, you know, that's influenced or, or sort of been an underlying um Effect or, or has affected her her practice or outworking of prayer, being being the image of God. Have you found a similar sort of how has been your um, how, what has been your experience on kind of how you see or how you know God to be to has a, that has that influenced your um, your prayer life? Um, yeah, I think 
I spent a bit of time camping out just reading about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and uh, it kind of just wrecked me in the way that I kind of view the way that Jesus walked and kind of what he did for us and, and just his relationship with God and you know he he takes you know three of his disciples with him to the garden and he's like please just stay awake with me I just want to own you and I'm praying this is you know this is the biggest distress of my life this is the the toughest thing that I'm about to go through and um, I think the first thing that I just you know that kind of set me on that path is that Jesus's first option his first response in the scriptures was always to pray to the father he would spend a day of full-time ministry healing people you know have all these mass crowds following him and he would pull away and he'd go be with the father and there's no difference in this in his moments in Gethsemane where he you know goes away from the last supper and he goes to pray to the father and I think for me I don't know if it's like you kind of said a bit of your controlling side I don't know if it's you know being a guy and you just want to try to fix everything first often prayer was not or is not my first resort it's often my last after you kind of find yourself saying oh I tried this I tried that I tried that so maybe now I should pray <laughs> and I think I've had a bit of a mind shift in that you know actually if Jesus's first response in whatever he was doing was to go and be with the father um that's really changed my my approach and just seeing who Jesus is and and then trying to model that um, through that and then you know he <clears throat> I guess with Jesus being so good at praying and spending so much time being with the father you know at the crack of dawn he'd get up he wouldn't push the snooze button on his alarm when he sets it to go spend time um, with God it can often be discouraging and I think it was a discour like discouraging for me because when someone's so good at something you're like oh man I'm not meeting that standard or you know you start with a, a new gym program or a new diet and you're like all guns blazing and then you know if it feels too difficult or life gets too too hectic and you you stop doing that but I, I looked at it from another perspective kind of in my my wrestling with this passage is that you know actually Jesus being so good at it and modeling it so well was actually an encouragement to me because he was getting his source or his strength from the father in all of this time that that he spent going to seek time with God and to pray with him and it's like well that's actually a massive encouragement for me is that on those days that you're struggling or when you you know you're super busy and you just to just go and spend some time with the father in whatever chaos it is in your life um, he fills your cup and he, he gives you life and he gives you your answer to um, to what you may be wrestling with so yeah I think just understanding the image of, of God and who he is um, he also in the garden of Gethsemane he he dealt with silence from God he went back three times to say God please can you take this cup from me can you remove this cup I, I don't want to bear it but you know not my will your will and um you know, so Jesus felt that silence from God because God didn't remove that cup. But again, God was working something so much bigger and so much greater um, for us. And, and I think that's helped me to, to wrestle with the no's or the quietness from God when, when I'm praying for something or asking of something that, that actually, you know, sometimes God is doing something bigger in the silence. Wonderful. So I, I kind of asked these guys just yesterday, um, that in in sort of 
in as we as we chatted about this morning, just that we would I'd love to finish with and I've asked them all the the same question. You know, looking out into you, if there was one thing in their in their ordinary in their experiences in you know not that they're you know particular rock stars, but in their in their journey of prayer, what would be one thing that they would love to be able to pass on or 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 just pray for someone else and and so um do any of you have anything that you'd sort of like for for people in the room that you'd love just to not specifically but say like this is something i'd love just to pray that you would experience that i've experienced or that you would avoid that i've been able to journey through that kind of thing and then we're just going to finish with just um an opportunity to be able to pray for for one another and also take up those those words um, that that have been shared before. Uh, I think the thing that pops to mind, if I could pass on anything uh, to you guys here, to my remind myself, to my kids, uh, to those who I encounter on a day-to-day basis, is just that you're never too far away from God uh, to accept that intimate invitation. That no matter uh, what we do or don't do, um, we aren't far from God he is he is ready uh, to accept for us to accept the invitation he's saying come come talk with me whatever it's been going on in your day however you feel however much of a superstar you feel like or uh, whether you feel like you're not worthy at all that's not important Uh, the invitation is there for you Uh, it's available to for you to come into spending time with God and uh, I re- that's something that I really want to remind myself of and also something I really want to pass on to my kids is that prayer is it's normal, it's natural it's, it's in us to connect with God and it's just about acknowledging that and saying yeah I'm, I'm coming, I'm there, I'm in I think when when Lyndon spoke to me yesterday and I just kind of was thinking about um, what God had laid on my heart, I think it was reaffirmed this morning just um, in some of the words that were brought forward about these persistent prayers, like people that have been praying and praying and waiting and waiting. Um, So, you know, I just want to, you know, I'd love to add on to that, that I just think like God wants to do business with you this morning and that might not mean that he's going to answer the prayer that you've been waiting for you know for all these years but i think he wants to bring comfort to you know comfort to you he may want to answer that prayer this morning or he may just want to comfort you or you know feel that he's there and that he wants you to continue you know praying and going to him and to continue knocking um because that's what he he seeks of us so you know i would you know if that is you and you just feel like yeah some of those words really stand out that that i've been praying for something for for a long time um I just think that God is calling you to to pray with someone this morning and it might not be the answer that you want or it, it might still be silence but um, just that you'd get comfort in that God cares and that he is listening and that he, he is doing something with whatever it is that um, he has in store for you. Um, yeah, and I, I was thinking about if you, if you are someone who's sitting here today and you feel like you're 
um, you know, on that hamster wheel of, of shame, of, of not um, feeling enough or um, not feeling like you're doing enough or, or just if you've got some questions and some doubts and, um, or some anger, um, that it's okay. Um, and what I've learned is that God is really nice and he likes you. Um, and there's so much more uh, to God than the little, the little bit that we understand and know. Um, and so, just it, it's okay to come to God with these big things. Um, and it's actually the best place we can be. Um, and if you have a false god like I did, the vending machine god, or the angry god in the sky, like a, you know, with a stick, um, then um, there is way more. There is way more um, there for you, and it's good. Wonderful. So why don't we all, why don't we all stand? And and so there's some some really kind of um, some really big things that that you know invitations that God is saying. These are these aren't little you know image of God. They're not little topics. You know, um, there there are things that we wrestle with and outwork and continue to wrestle with, and that's good. It's right. I kind of add my voice to the choir we were saying there's nothing that can stop my god and i was just kind of laughed to myself because it was like oh that's not true at all because when i thought when you talk about my god do you know like the god that we create in our head that god's really weak you know that god is not fully complete and there's a lot of things that can stop that god when it's my god as in the, the god i've created in my head and then during the prayer meeting this morning we had there was a picture of like a box that was filled and you know you pick up a box shifting we're moving some stuff around and filled with books and the bottom fell out and it was like oh it just feels like man I feel like too that there's an invitation of allow if we've if we've created God to fit in our box and we carry around God in that box you know one of the most wonderful blessed things that can happen to us is the bottom fall out because because that God doesn't fit in a box, or God doesn't fit in our in the box that we make for Him, and and then Annette had added to the picture of like almost like when that happens, you're reminded of of the treasures that are in that box. So there's so much more to God when He's when the bottom falls out and is able to actually fall out onto the ground. There's a lot more to God than than fits in the box. So. I'm just going to pray, and if actually, why don't we say if if there's a word or a picture that that's been shared this morning, no matter how big or or, or that it is, and then you feel like, man, that that just that's just for me. Can you just slip up your hand, and then when you, when you do, we're just going to look around, and then if there's people around you that have their hand up, why don't we just go and and we're just going to pray for one another um, for these things, and if if any of these pictures that these guys have. Have have shared or invitations, um, you know. Still slip up your hand, and someone's going to pray around you. But maybe grab grab them. Maybe engage with them after the the gathering, and and just and just ask them to pray for you. So so if that's for you, maybe slip up your hand now, and and yeah, and we'll pray. So we've got one over here. Anyone else? All right, wonderful. So. Grab, um, not grab. Sorry, pray with um, those people that have lifted up their hand, and then I'm just going to pray. So, Father, I thank you so much for this morning. God, would you bless Craig and Grace and Lexi as they have given out, as they shared um, 
a part of their own journey with us. God, would you encounter them? Would you bless them in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over? God, in the chaos of of grace's life, God, would you, she have the most incredible encounters with you in the midst of little kids and big schedules and lots to do? For Craig, would you bless him in, in a similar age and stage of life with lots of kids and lots of responsibilities? God, would he know you like Jesus did in the garden to be near to him no matter what's going on? Would you give him the strength and the courage to to trust you in the midst of your silence. And for Lexi, would you continue to reveal the goodness and the love and your smile on her life, that that her prayer life is so much less about what she brings to the table and so much more about who you are at the table. And Father, would you do the same for all of us? for each of one of those words and pictures that are really, really is like a lifelong wrestling with, God, how do we see you? What do we do with these big things and how we, how we wrestle with them? God, would you again bless us in the wrestle, bless us in the fight, bless us in the journey, even when it's tough. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen.